get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Oh, what up, though? What up, though? What up, though? Welcome to the 14th episode. Uh, we have a special guest listener, DJ Dick. What's up, though? What did you say his name was? DJ Dick. Okay, that's what I thought you said. I just want to make sure I heard you right. The name I got back in college. Man, that shit stuck with So how does the whole DJ Dick, like, get stick to, like... It, it's funny, it actually started from a, a cartoon porno. He was all out one night <laughs> running <laughs> videos, man. I had a Mustang back then, and I... Uh, DJ in this video got a big-ass dick! <laughs> <laughs> Every time everybody hear that, they think something else, but it's totally something totally different. So I had a Mustang, I used to drive fast all the time. And he used to just call me ZZ. So, but uh, one night we went, went to the video store and rent out a whole bunch of videos. Rent this one cartoon porno. And the character name on there was ZZ Dick. And my boy Dog was like, hey, that's ZZ right there. So <laughs> I just became ZZ Dick ever since then. And they just <laughs> cut off the DJ and Dick. They, yeah, they cut off the ZZ. And then I just became Dick. Hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Interesting. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to the uh, 14th episode. Uh, Been a crazy last two weeks uh, with the sudden popularity of the the show. We had like 1,400 hits. 14. Yeah, push it up on 1,500 for episode 12. And I have no idea why that one was that popular, though. I want to blame, uh, I guess I could blame Blue, but... Blame, thank. Well, yeah, Blue was uh, the guy we had on last week. Uh, but I'm not going to blow his ego up and say it was him. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with him. I mean, hey, say, I mean, hey. I'm just going <laughs> to say, it, it was just, just coincidence. I stopped, it's funny, I stopped over his house uh, Friday because I was in the neighborhood. Cause my sister stayed over there. He had this. What neighborhood is this? Uh, 96 Telegraph. Oh, okay. And... He had this rum, this this rum he got from some some island or whatever. Shit was awesome, man. I gotta find out what rum this was. I was sipping it just straight, man. And it was great. Hmm. Um, like something from Jamaica or something. I, it was one of the islands and shit. But uh, he said he had it for a while. He he had just opened it, you know, the last like I don't know, maybe a month or two or something like that. I don't know how people have shit and don't open it. Like anytime I get some, I open it and try it right away. Where it's like. Not even necessarily a drink, but but it could be like a. It could be anything. I don't. I don't have <laughs> like a new movie or something. I, I gotta take it out the plastic. I can't just like have something new and just throw it to the side. You said you had it for some years, though. That was the crazy part. I can't have no liquor for years and not drink it. No, I'm I'm too curious, and then I'm a drunk, so I'm a, I'm gonna end up drinking it anyway. But that shit was yeah. good as hell, and it, it had like a a slightly sweet, but not really. You know, it was just a. It was a nice drink. I had a, a couple of cups, and I had a, a random cigar over there. I sat there because I was waiting to do some, uh, waiting on somebody to call me. So I was just in there, sitting there with that with that one. It was pretty cool. So I, I want to find out what that room was. So yeah, 
Yeah, so uh, what all are we not sponsored by this week? Because there's a lot of things that we aren't sponsored by. All right, so we're not sponsored by Angie Orchard this week, uh, courtesy of DJ Dick. We are not sponsored by Fat Tire, and we're not sponsored by Kessler's American Whiskey. We're also not oh, sponsored I'm by Claus and Pickles. Yeah, and, uh, don't forget the pickles. <laughs> right, don't forget the pickles. <laughs> by Claus and Pickles, and uh, we got some, I don't know, I don't even know we have time to go over all the damn cigars you got. Um, uh, nah, really, yeah. because they were just really random cigars. Um, but they were just okay. I mean, this is the this is some of the cigars from the ten pack I had, like the random pack from uh, Cigar International. And I, I think I'm over getting cigars that I don't like anymore. Like I've tried, which you're unfamiliar I, with, yeah, or, or unfamiliar with. I've tried tons of cigars. Now I'm just right now. I'm just ready to order. Or the cigar that I want, like the uh, five pack of Cubas. But you, I think you, you, you actually got the better cigars with the uh, um, Undercrown. You just won, so yeah, we 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 had a nice nice little moment just now before we started recording, where we got like a good little deal. Where we get five Cubas and like a travel humidor and a really nice torch lighter for like forty bucks. When the Kubas alone normally hit for like thirty for a five pack, so uh, yeah, it was a good deal. And it started like seven, eight bucks or something like that. Some nine I've seen at a couple of stores, so I'm okay with that. And I always wanted a travel pack anyway, just so I could have cigars when I ride. Because I'm always, I'm always driving. I already get somewhere where I can't, you know, I want cigars and I got them at the house and shit, and I can't, you know, smoke. I know we've always had yeah. issues, you know, so we meet up at a bar and be like, shit. Wish we had cigars. And we were like, fuck, none of us got cigars and shit. Or we had to go to the store. Yeah, then we were running around trying to find a store to sell them. And on Sundays, they never had places oh, open, no. dude. Because I know you said you tried to go to a couple of stores on Sundays. And Just JR is a problem. JR ain't open on uh, on Sundays. But, uh, like, the Wine Palace is open on Sundays. So. Yeah, but they only open. And La Casa's open on Sundays. So. My problem is with JR, they only, oh, I'm sorry, uh, La Casa's open to like eight. And then that's it. And then I, I think after a certain time, even in La Casa, you can't get cigar, cigars in there. They close early, but like, I just got lucky one time, and then the other times, I made it a point to go earlier. But I've had stuff in my humidor for the past few weeks, so I haven't had to worry about it. And like I said, we just we all just bought some stuff, so uh, I got <laughs> 15 cigars on route, so I should be good for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm smoking this Cuban right now, which is phenomenal. Li- totally living up to the hype. So you had an interesting. Uh, you were trying to tell me about your <laughs> your interesting day on our, on our, Facebook. On a few days on Facebook. Man, it was in a few days. It was a span of about one to two hours. Uh, basically, to give a brief a brief background, uh, my homeboy Steve dated this crazy chick a long time ago. We're gonna say about eight to ten years ago, and uh, she was pretty pretty possessive. Like anytime he would speak to another chick, he would spaz out. When I say speak to another chick, I'm not talking about like she'll catch him like giving girls an eye or like nothing like that. Like she would spaz over like the way he would talk to a waitress at a restaurant type shit. Like, she was, like, mad crazy. And then after they broke up, they had all kinds of posts 
breakup situations that shouldn't have been post breakup situations, like her stalking his life and all kinds of crazy shit. So basically, um, randomly, I'm at a, a little birthday party for uh, my friend's son, and we uh, we're at his house. This is recently. This was uh, Saturday, and we're at a. Uh, we're at his house, just you know, having having drinks. And, you know, he's you know grilling some burgers and hot dog sausage and shit like that. And I get a random Facebook message from her. And me and this girl were never Facebook friends. We were never cool. I only knew her in the sense of being his, my boy Steve's girl. That was all it really was. And she hits me up talking about. Uh, I it was brought to my attention that there's a picture of me in your photo albums that's entirely inappropriate and disrespectful. And I think you should take it down and all this shit. And I'm like, my first response was, what the fuck are you talking about? Because like I said, I don't know, I barely know this girl. I was never friends with her or any of that shit. So I check, and it's a picture from January of 2006. So about eight and a half years ago. And it's a picture of her. She's notorious for having a fucked up attitude. Like just being pissed off all the time. Smooth. And, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> What the fuck? Who wish me how to edit that out? Like, damn, this nigga's just knocking shit over. Um, I'm trying to tell my story and shit. Um, but anyway, she, uh, I look at the picture, and it's a picture from uh, my housewarming slash birthday party in January of 2006. And it's a picture Were you of here? her. Yeah. Okay. I was living in Westland at the time. I just got, this is my first, it wasn't my first apartment, but it was my first, like, major apartment. Like, I had a shithole apartment downtown when I was in college, but this was a nice place out in the suburbs. And, uh, I moved in there in January, and it was also my birthday, so I had a birthday slash housewarming party. And she was there with him, and the picture is her, him, and our friend Daryl, who was who was the guy whose party I was at on Saturday. Well, his son's birthday party. And... There, Daryl's like pretending to like snatch Steve's beer, and she's sitting on the corner of the couch, looking totally pissed off. And I've That's seen it. that. And I've seen that picture on your on your Facebook. Like, yeah, it's nothing, nothing crazy. She's just sitting, there looking pissed off. And there's a lot of comments on it, basically, kind of like dogging her out, like, "What the fuck is her problem? She look mad as hell." Blah blah blah. blah. And basically, she's asking me to take the picture down because she finds it offensive. And I told her, she's not tagged in the picture. Her name's not in the picture. Um, it's an eight-and-a-half-year-old picture, so it's not like people who are just meeting me are going to stumble across this picture. They'd have to scroll down to, like, the bottom of my Facebook albums. And I have over 100 Facebook albums. I'm a photographer. I take a lot of pictures. I have over 100 Facebook albums. The casual Facebook viewer is not going to see this photo. Anybody who might be... Searching for her like a potential employer isn't going to stumble. My Facebook profile. She's is not tagged private. in it. So. She's not tagged, and my Facebook profile is private, so no one's going to see this shit who's not friends with me. The only thing is, is that Steve is tagged in it, and Daryl's tagged in it, so his friends and her and Steve's friends and Daryl's friends can see it. But she's not tagged. So what I basically told her was that was a very memorable night for me. Like it was, that was. A great party. We had a great time. And even though the part that she was involved in was negative, it's still... The negative 
backlash from it was still it's funny to us. We look at it as like an ongoing joke, like about how wild she was. It's like a memory, just like the fact that she just had a fucked up attitude. So I told her, I was like, you know, that's an important memory for me. I'm, I'm not going to delete it just because your butt hurt about it. And she's like, I'm going to tell my lawyer. Uh, you're 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 slandering me. Someone told, and she's telling me that someone told her about it. So what I did was I, well, immediately me and Daryl called Steve to tell him like, hey, yo, she's on her. She's she just hit up Mike. She's talking crazy or whatever. So Steve made a status basically saying like, you know, something about like you know these people who are stalking my page get a life, blah blah blah. Tell, you know, shit like that. So then I. <laughs> So then I thought, like, this might be petty, but I'm going to do it anyway. So what I did was I took a screenshot of her message, and I posted it on his status, and I put, like, oops, I dropped something, and I posted her a screenshot of her message. And the intention wasn't to be petty. The intention was to figure out, hopefully, who, which one of the three of us is responsible, well, not responsible, which one of the three of us is her source. Because she's not friends with any of us, so you not someone who she's y'all, friends y'all with. Y'all not even Facebook friends. No, none of us are. He, she's blocked by him. So there's someone who's a friend of hers, who's friends with one of us, that saw it and told her about it. So I figured if I post this about her on his status, if this friend is still watching, that will help me narrow down which one of us has the friend who's the spy. And I posted the photo, and... Within seconds, she messages me like, oh, fuck this, blah, 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 you talking all this shit, blah, 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 you know, like going off. So that told me that it's one of Steve's friends who is her spy because it's Steve, Steve posted the status. So that helped me narrow down. I told her that. I was like, no, actually, that just helped me narrow down which one of us has to snitch. So um, there was a long back and forth about why I should take the picture down and how offended she is. Then she started messaging me as if I was Steve. She's like, you know what, Steven? Fuck you. This and that, blah, blah, blah. I don't even care what you're doing, blah, 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 and all this shit. And I'm like, well, if you don't care, why do you have somebody on his page looking through looking through his shit and reporting back to you? It's been almost 10 years. Like, why are you still hung up over this if you don't care? And she's like, all I care about is things being said about me to make me look bad. And I'm like, you're not tagged. It's an eight and a half year old picture. No one's going to see it. And basically, she just seems like she just wants to be relevant again. And it just turned into a, a big thing. Like, I was mess- messaging her back and forth for probably about an hour and a half. And it was just crazy. And it's just like... Her lawyers go fuck with you, though. Yeah, her lawyer who <laughs> apparently handles cases where people are mean on Facebook comments. Like, this guy has nothing better to do with his life if this guy contacts me. And it's not... Ultimately, her this whole attorney thing is... is undoubtedly just a, a bluff. Like, she's hoping she could say, you're going to hear from my attorney. I'm like, oh, please don't do that. And I'm going to delete it. No, fuck you. I'm not, I'm not, I know you don't have an attorney who you're going to call who's going to say, hey, you were mean to her on Facebook eight and a half years ago. I'm going to sue you. Like, no. If everybody had to take down a picture where something mean was said about somebody, nobody would have any fucking pictures on Facebook. But I seen the pic. It was just, it was you, her, and another dude sitting on the couch. That's all it is. She's That's mad it. about the comments. I don't know how she says the picture's inappropriate. You can see, like, a sliver of her panties because her skirt was kind of... She had her legs crossed, so her skirt was riding up. And she had deep, so ugly you can see, like, a sliver. Attitude. Yeah. 
But she's just mad because it paints her in a negative light. And there's a whole lot of comments talking shit about her. But she's not tagged in it. So no one would know it unless they exactly. actually know her. Or whatever. Exactly. <clears throat> so, yeah. It was an interesting situation. That was... It's weird how she just keeps popping up every now and then. She made it sound like we've been dogging her out for the past eight and a half years. When in reality, there were two comments in 2007. Then there were no comments again until 2011. Where there were about 25 comments that spanned the course of maybe about one month. Where people were just discussing her and new people were seeing the picture because it got bumped up with all the comments and Steve explaining what happened and then there was another two years that went by and there was like another five comments that happened in one day so this was not like it's not like we've been like cause she in one of the messages she says something to me like you must not have a life if you're just gonna be talking about me like she makes it sound like I've just been talking shit about her for eight years when in reality it was like a one month situation where people made a lot of comments and then a one and then one day and I was actually barely involved. It was mostly other people that were talking shit about her. Yeah, so she's she's hurt. Yeah, she's just she just really wanted to be relevant again for whatever reason, and I just thought that was interesting. And none of y'all are friends with her. No, nobody's been friends with her. I was never friends with her. I don't know if Daryl was, and Steve's had her blocked for the longest because she's displayed Kathy Bates and misery kind of craziness for a long time. So. Yeah, that was an interesting, interesting situation, so. That's stupid as fuck. She's an idiot. Yeah. It's one of those, like, you know, you, you know, you, you know you're not, you know, mentioning it, but, you know, say you still want to, you know, comment on some bullshit. She ain't even mentioning it. Her name isn't in it. No one, I, it's funny, I always, you ever see, uh, you remember the, uh, Ain't Nothing But You Thing video? And the <laughs> yeah, chick. The chick that uh, they were trying to talk to, and she had the funky attitude, and and like the middle of, middle of the video, they like spray beer on her and shit. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought about. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "That's some bullshit, man. Straight bullshit. Uh, uh, uh. That's crazy." Yeah, maybe she, maybe she listened to our podcast. I hope so, but I, I didn't say anything just now that I didn't tell her directly. So. I mean, but the, from, even for the picture, though, she had, like, the most fucked up attitude. I mean, even from her, you know, just, just, it's funny you could tell somebody had a fucked up attitude just based on a picture, though. And she's just sitting there like, why the fuck am I here? Like, it, like was there anything that happened in the, you know, that night? Steve said that she was mad that he spoke to someone else, another girl that night. Are you serious? And he didn't, like I said, it's not like he spoke to someone else, like he was hollering at another girl, because this was all family and friends, so... She was probably, this is probably her first time being at something where we're all there. And maybe she saw him talking to somebody who she thought was pretty and just got mad. Because there was nobody, but there was nobody there that he would be hollering at. There was only like friends and family there. Man, I'm I'm, going to find a pic. I'm going to show you the pic just because. I feel like kind of being petty and using that picture as the avatar for this episode. But I'm like, nah, (laughs) that's a little bit too much, but. Like that girl that's trying to sue Instagram. You, you just see that for it's what? Like that picture it made her look like she's uh. You know the chick that, that you know the uh, chick doing this. Oh oh like, oh he said doing this like that. Let's yeah. see. <laughs> but like, you knew exactly what you were talking about. Like exactly like doing this like. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
Yeah, I get maybe you can use that for the avatar. She's trying to sue Instagram for that picture. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I did hear about that. Instagram for that. <laughs> They're not the ones that posted it. Right, yeah, I did hear about that. Now, is it a picture on y'all's on y'all comments that actually that picture versus the, the picture that's showing the uh, the screenshot for abuse? So is it an actual picture of that? That, yeah, that picture? Yeah, that's the, the way. You talking about the screenshot for abuse? Is the is that the picture? No, I, I know that's not the picture. That's the picture of the screenshot. But this is actually a picture of her. The, 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 the picture in question. I sent it to you. Oh, you did send it to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's another aspect, though. Uh, she said it, was, it, had, it had been reported to Facebook, which was a lie at the time. Because when you report, when you have a picture report, reported to Facebook, you get a notification about it. I didn't get a notification until way after the fact. So it eventually was reported, but... Oh shit! Wasn't you you weren't even in the picture. That was no, I'm not. That in was Daryl and other another person in the yeah. picture. So I uh, I got a notification saying that it was reported as uh, is reported for violating terms of service for nudity and harassment. Do you oh. see nudity or no, harassment not, not in that picture? <laughs> like you said, it's just like a sliver of panties, but yeah, but it's nothing like derogatory. Yeah, it's it's just like her legs are crossed. It's, just look, just look like she's irritated or something. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, and it's funny. <laughs> I remember that picture from years ago. Even when we weren't even friends on Facebook. Like, what the fuck? I would have been, you know, uh, more offended with a homeboy having a do-rag and a, uh, <laughs> a hat on. That's the one I've been like, damn, what the fuck you got me with this uh, bullshit? And then, and so then, Steve listened to the podcast and you guys are Facebook friends. So uh, why don't you ask him about his hat and do-rag? <laughs> <laughs> like he should want to be sure offended then. <laughs> he got me out here looking like Jay Z in a reasonable doubt video. No, he, he was funny. He has like the uh, the Memphis bleak look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. I ain't know that was Steve until now. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, she has like the most. I mean, if anything, she has like the look. Why she just she's just like a. And I don't even think that might even be her panties. That just might just be the. The way her shirt is like whatever short she had on or skirt or yeah, whatever the case she she looks like she's like pissed off or, or whatever. Wow. Yeah, so I won't be petty enough to post that as an avatar for this episode. But if any of our listeners want to see the picture, just ask. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's not a big deal. It's <laughs> like I said, it's just a picture of a girl sitting on the couch. But yeah, it can that's show what you. It is. But it can show you how fucked up this girl is in the head. That she could think that this is a uh, her exact words were, um, what did she say? I don't feel like looking it up though, but I might. Oh, but, verbatim, shit. Yeah, okay. but she said it was like derogatory and uh, you know insulting, any word that you could think of for offensive, all that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than, other than you know Daryl and Steve fighting for a Corona, I don't see what the fuck's wrong with the picture. Yeah, it, it's it's just her and her feelings. That's really all it is. She said we humiliated and slandered her. Uh, Nobody mentioned her name, did they? No, her name's not in any of the comments. The comments are basically jokes about how inappropriate was the word she used. Uh, her her the comments are basically about how pissed off she looks and uh, how she fucked up the party with her attitude. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. 
She should be mad about the face she made. She just, I mean, she just has a shitty ass attitude. She's not even making a face. That's just how she looks. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. She's always mad looking. Well, She yeah. got into it with Steve at a, I must say at a restaurant, but I remember the night so vividly. It was at Andiamo. She got into it with Steve at Andiamo's because she thought he was flirting with our waitress. He how wasn't it, flirting with the waitress. How long did they um, relationship last? I mean, were they together for a while? Mm, not really. I can't remember. It was it was a really long time the fuck ago. What are you eating, though? The pickle, nigga. Oh, I ain't. I ain't <laughs> I'm like, I didn't realize you even grabbed the pickle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're taking shots of whiskey and then chasing it with pickle juice for those who were questioning the photo I just tweeted of our little lineup. And then people ask me, like, pickles? I'm like, yeah, well, Otis has something with whiskey and pickle juice and... Greatest shit ever. Yeah, I figured, wow, that's a statement. But uh, I figured I'd try it. And now that we've tried that, I'm going on these pickles. I fucking love pickles. Yeah, that's yeah, that's dumb. She, she's an asshole. I hope she listens. Yeah, and I'm waiting to hear from her lawyer. Hey, you should post the link to our podcast to her. I should. Don't put it past me to be petty like that. I will. If she's successful in suing you for that, there's a whole bunch of pictures in the cyber world that I can sue for. Shit. (laughs) Right. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, like, if you could... She... she, Well, not she, but whoever is working for her reported the the photo as nudity and harassment. Like, if that picture is grounds for, like... Getting deleted for violating Facebook's terms of service. There's tons Enti- of pictures. Yeah, entire profiles are gonna get deleted. Could get deleted. I mean, I could almost see if she was like naked or something. Even then, though, it's like your name is not even on it. How would anybody else know it unless you just, you know, put yourself out there like that? There's so many concessions that I would have made in good faith. Like if she was tagged, I'd have untagged her. If her name was mentioned, I'd have deleted the comment. And I even I gave brief consideration to telling her that I would delete the comments. I wasn't gonna delete the picture, but I gave brief consideration saying, you know what, I'll delete the comments. But the reason I didn't go that far is because, like I said, it was a member it's one of the most memor- one of my most memorable nights. And it's because of her. And yeah, it's in a negative light, but now we can look back on it and laugh. And I don't want to look at all those. I don't. I look at all those comments now, and they're funny because it's like, yeah, that was a funny situation. It's crazy, whatever. And I don't want to lose those comments. So if 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 the picture gets deleted, so be it. But I'm not going to do it voluntarily. It's nothing on nudity. It's nothing. You know, there's a lot of harassment. But I mean, like but I said, not, her name not, is not involved exactly, in her harassment. No. So worst case scenario. If for whatever random reason Facebook says, hey, this ain't a good look, we're going to delete it, I still got the pic. I, I prepared. So I saved the picture to my phone and I saved it to my laptop. So if Facebook deletes it, I'm just going to repost it to the photo album I have and I'm just picture. not going to tag. I mean, shit, I have the picture now. So, so it's like- right. I just won't tag Steve and Daryl in it. So that way, whoever's spying for her that's in Steve's friends will not, won't be able to see it. So I'll just, I'll just re-add it to the album anyway. So it's not even going to really make a difference. Nah, she was butt her of the bullshit. Yeah, she's... Is she local? 
No. She... I'm pretty sure she don't live here no more. But I said, I don't know. None of us have had any contact with her in so many years. I have no idea. That's bullshit. She just need to get the fuck over it. Yeah. So, um... Enough for her. Yeah, enough for her. We have more important things to talk about. So, um... The first thing I'm going to touch on was the, uh... So we had the Renisha McBride verdict came through. And, uh... The dude that shot her was found guilty of second degree murder, and um, of all actually he was he found uh, guilty of all charges, second yeah. degree murder, manslaughter, and felony firearms. Yeah, the um, you think we should explain the case briefly? Because I don't know if we talked about it before. Oh, well, what up? God damn! I was about something to think. <laughs> Mr. Magoo, um. She was underage. She was drunk. She crashed her car. Apparently, from what they understand, she went looking for help. She knocked on this guy's door. You know, he felt the need to, you know, protect himself, so so called. Shot through the door, killed her. I guess that's a short version of, you know, uh, whatever happened. I thought he opened the door. No, no, no. He I heard, never, yeah, I heard he shot through the screen door. He never opened the door. The door was never open. He didn't open the main door? No. I heard he opened... The, I heard he shot us through the screen door. <laughs> okay, maybe so. Even then, even then, he shot through the screen door, um, at least from what I understood. But she never entered his house, though. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... that's at least that's solid. He never entered... That's she never entered the house. Um... So that was the case, you know. Uh, I guess the case they trying to um, prove that you know she was breaking in or anything. And then what I hate about it is that a lot of a lot of news sources, a lot of people were trying to you know put it you know where you know if she wasn't drunk, she never would have you know ended up at this house. So I'm like, that's like victim blame, like hell. I mean, if you have a gun, you should be responsible for the shit you shoot. You know what I'm saying? You can't just start shoot anybody. You know what I'm saying? Because you know they're not even your house. If you shoot through your fucking screen door, they never made it to your house. They never broke anything. They never, you know, came into your crib. So I was, I was happy with the, the verdict. My thing with my issue with it was, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the tweet directly and then talk about the response to it. But the AP, the Associated Press, tweeted: uh, Suburban Detroit homeowner convicted of second degree murder for killing woman who showed up drunk on porch. And my issue with the tweet was that, why did you have to put that she showed up drunk? Because that was like a very subliminal, like you said, victim blaming. And that wasn't necessary. And a lot of people were pissed off about that, and justifiably so. Because the the girl's dead. And she's dead without good cause. So it almost kind of comes off as like, yeah, suburban homeowner shot her, but she was drunk. So she kind of had it coming. But that's kind of how it comes off. And then I saw a lot of people on Facebook primarily who kind of came to the support of the AB tweet. They were like, well, she was drunk. And that bothered me because the people issue with the tweet wasn't the fact that she was drunk. Like, no one disputed the fact that she was drunk. We disputed the poor taste in which the tweet was presented. It wasn't necessary to point out that she was drunk. It's almost kind of like... Say if like a 
some sort of drug addict or something gets killed unjustifiably. So, say, you know, somebody gets high and they're just walking down the street not doing anything, and the police shoot this person for no reason. And they say, oh, so-and-so got shot, and but they were high. And it's like, well, what's that got to do with anything? You don't have to actually, like, you know, insult the person. Or, or Not insult, because it was if it's true that they're high, but it's like, you don't really have to point that out, because it almost makes it sound like them being high, or in her case, being drunk, is the reason that she was shot, or that it makes it somewhat justifiable. Like, you wouldn't do that at a eulogy. You know, say, so-and-so was a great drug addict, but, you know, she was this and that, she was an awesome person, but she, she got high every now and then, and she sucked a lot of dicks when she got high, but she's dead, she was a great person, I'm sure she's in a better place. You would sit at that funeral and be like, I was in poor taste, why you gotta mention that she did drugs? That's kind of the same thing, it's like, that's like poor taste. The girl's gone. Why are you gonna mention that she was I like if a chick, drunk? And for me, it's like if a uh, you know a woman get raped, they say, "Well, you know, um, she had on a short skirt, so you know that was probable cause for her to get raped or something like that." You know, yeah. What and I mean? no one would no one would say that directly, but it's kind of the same thing as is as saying like, you know, girl in short skirt gets raped. How the fuck do you think that shit would go over on Twitter? Girl would, in short skirt gets raped. It would not. like that shit. Would, <laughs> Twitter would fucking crash with that type of shit. And it's the same thing. So it bothered me that people are like, well, she was drunk. So? What does that have to do with anything? That's like in the same scenario as you said. Like, well, she her skirt was short. So? Did that mean she deserved to get raped? No. And even, like, that's not even pertinent information at this point. Like, the point is whether or not she got raped. And rape is wrong regardless. So whether she had on a short skirt or she had on jogging pants, she got raped. And that's it. And it's the same thing with her. She's drunk, she's sober, whatever. She shouldn't have got killed. So it's it's in poor taste for a news organization to tweet something like that that kind of... <clears throat> when you're a news organization, you're not supposed to show any kind of bias. And that almost kind of shows bias. Like, you're, you're interjecting the fact that you think that she was wrong for being drunk or that you think that she kind of had it coming for being drunk or that if she hadn't been drunk... She wouldn't have got shot. And all that shit is irrelevant. She got shot for no good cause. And the guy got convicted. Just say the guy got convicted. You don't have to be like, whoa, she was drunk, though. Could have left that out. Yeah, her, I mean, her, her being drunk had nothing to do with it. If you, you know, you get to the house, you're banging on the door. And, you know, you as the gun owner, you have, you know, a right. You, you have a right to protect your house. True. I get that. But you don't have a right to just shoot anybody. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have a, a, a higher, you know, responsibility being that you have a gun that you, you know, you have to, you know, shoot responsibly. And if you don't, you know, that's, you know, kind of what happens. It's funny. So after uh, that whole thing came out, uh, Associated Press made, made these uh, comments. Uh, a lot of people, they started doing a hashtag on a uh, on Twitter called AP Headlines, what they were doing. Uh, that shit was great. Headlines where they thought, you know, um, they you know they would say that they actually made or whatever. So, I actually made the headlines on a... Did you, did you see? No. Yeah, I made it on a couple. I made it on Huffington you made it. You made an AP tweet, uh, AP Headlines tweet, and they yeah. made it to... Yeah. Holy shit. What then you've had a lot of luck with that lately. Like when you hop on a meme or something like that yeah, on so a trended topic and then it ends up on like Huffington. I did it like shit. I had it like two or three times. Yeah. The one I did was lately. uh the one I did was uh AP and I said how Ted Wafer's porch was the real victim. 
<laughs> because every time you've mentioned that, it was like, you know, they always mentioned that he was a homeowner and then she ended up on his porch. That was every time. They never mentioned Renisha McBride's name. They, you know what I'm saying? They always said, you know, some crazy shit about, you know, a drunk girl ended up on homeowner from suburban Detroit, which I have a real problem with suburban Detroit. Every time they mention suburban Detroit, it's always some bad shit. But it's, you know, when you all, but if it's always something that's good outside the city, they never say suburban Detroit. They'll say random Berkeley, random Dearborn Heights, random rural oak or some bullshit like that. But yeah, I, you know, uh, that was from, I think that was from Huff, that was from Huffington Post. I was trying to look for the post to see uh, where exactly was shown at, but yeah, just stupid, man. I just I, I and then the thing is like, you know, like that that happened like three blocks down. That oh, was the like, reason for shit. Yeah, that oh, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was Dearborn. It's so close. I mean, that was like I mean, I'm trying to count the blocks. It's like maybe four blocks over and like one block, blo- one block that way because it's like between here and out of drive. Okay, so it's yeah. like right over here. Yeah, it's real shit. close. Yeah, so it's like so close, man. Like, you know, being that you know we have my girl has a sixteen year old here. We have my nephew, uh, her nephew here. So it's like they're all the you know in an age where, and especially you have black males, you know, in an era where you know black males can't even walk to the store without being, you know, suspected of something or whatever the case. Yeah, so stupid, man. And, and, and I really just despise people who. Who want to put you know victim blame and I have and I have friends you know uh, close people who you know does the victim blame and stuff and I think it's just stupid as fuck man. I think uh, and this will help us segue into the uh, the Mike Brown situation that happened last night and into today. But um, the two stories are related in the sense of like the way the media handles these sorts of shootings. And I saw a lot of tweets today that pointed it out, and it's real interesting. The like, like I said about the Renisha McBride tweet, how it pointed out that she was drunk. Anytime, like a black, a young black person, and most of the time it's black males, uh, is is killed by a police officer. The media will attempt to paint that person in a negative light. Like you look at Trayvon, and over the course of after the Trayvon incident happened. We received information sporadically over the course of several days leading into weeks or whatever. And they would send information out like, uh, Trayvon used to, you know, he smoked weed once. Or Trayvon had detention once. Or, you know, Trayvon intimidated a white man with his big dick print and his basketball shorts. Like, they do whatever they can to paint the black victim in a negative light to almost make it seem justified for that person having died. But whenever, like, white people do fucked up shit, like, uh, you know, like what they're prone to do, which is run up in schools or movie theaters and kill every motherfucking body, they almost find excuses as to why that person should be, you know, uh, looked over or not sent to prison or not killed or whatever. Like, oh, he he was very, this is a very troubled man. He had mental issues and he got bullied and, you know, they, they, they find ways to justify the actions of a white shooter, but when a black victim is killed, they find ways to criminalize that guy to make it look make him look like a thug. Like NBC News today tweeted with the Mike Brown shit, 
and we're going to go into detail about the Mike Brown shit for anybody who might not know. But they, NBC News tweeted the story, and they attached a picture of it where he looked like a fucking thug, you know, throwing up. You know, they asked, they made it look like he was throwing up gang signs. He was There's doing a something. fucking peace sign, right? Dude. And they're like, somebody tweeted like, "Is that a gang sign?" And it's like, why? I'm sure you could have got any fucking picture of this kid. Like he's probably, I think he was like 17 or something like that, 18. Well, that's 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 he like that's undoubtedly like- has a Facebook page with a million pictures that they could have chose from. But they chose the one where he looks like a fucking thug. And it, it's just... It's amazing to me how little... How few fucks are given for young black men's lives. And it, it drives me crazy, man. It, it, it's getting to the point where you can't even really... It's like, what can you say that you haven't already said? It's just so depressing. Especially the point now, it's like... You know, your girl has kids. You got your nephew... I got a kid. Well, I got. I have a son. Like, it's and you have a you, son too. How's, how's your son? Uh, Fourteen and nine. Yeah. So yeah. They, so how do you? And this actually, this will work for you. I saw somebody tweet this uh, a couple days ago. But now we live in an age where we have to converse, have to have a conversation with our kids, our those of us who have like black kids, about how to deal with police. And I thought that was a very interesting set of circumstances like you know say 20 30 years ago maybe well i won't go back that far but we'll say like 10 to 20 years ago you wouldn't necessarily have to have that conversation but now like if my son was your kid's age like 14 if you had a 14 year old son a, a 14 year old young black male you gotta say like you know if you're out here and you gotta train him on how to deal with the police because he'll fuck around and get killed and then they'll criminalize him in the media and that's crazy to me like Right, right. After have the, you had? Have you thought about having to have that conversation? Uh, no, well, you I, said fourteen and nine. Are they, yeah, are they boys? I haven't, I haven't, yeah, they're both boys. But yeah. I haven't had that conversation yet. The funny thing is, totally off subject. Though, the conversation I'm having with my son now is me being mixed. He's mixed, mm-hmm. so it's like he's having trouble adjusting to: am I black or am I Japanese or, or, right. or you know, whatever. So, so that, that's yeah. the conversation I'm having with him right well, now. Well, that's interesting too because you know you you. Being in the city, you know, you're predominantly, you know, you know, black areas or whatever. So it's like, what, how, who do you pull towards, you know? And obviously, you know, he's the situation. I would assume you're being in the city, but you know, he's probably, you know, around more blacks than you know, you know, the other side. So it's like, you know, actually, the school he's going to now is Berkeley High School. Okay, it's mainly white. Okay. So he's going through the same thing I was going through not right now. So I had the same problem, and like it, it, it really revolves around uh, where you grow up and the environment that you're in. Because like if I if I went to Berkeley High School and I grew up in Southfield, I'd probably be an entirely different person, and I probably would grow up in a primarily not in a white culture because you know my parents raised me well, so I still had my home life, but I might have gone into a predominantly white area and I might have turned out to be a completely different person but as it was I went to Detroit public schools I stayed in Detroit I went to a private school for 7th and 8th grade but it was still primarily black and so I primarily identify with black so how do you how do you deal with the the, the white side then do you do you embrace it or is it one of those things where I've never I've never chosen to identify myself as black like anytime I have a, a situation where 
like if I'm filling out something and they ask for your race, I'll either put mixed or two or more races, or I'll check both black and white. If anyone asks, I'll say black and white. I, I'll never, even though I probably even though I primarily identify with black because that's just how I grew up and that's just who I know. I know mostly black people. I know that environment. That's kind of how I personally identify with. I'll never, like, ignore my white side or not claim it. So I I always claim it just in case anybody... Because I'm not ashamed of it at all. So I'm not going to have, like, a situation where I'm going to say, yeah, I'm black. Or I'm going to... You know, I'll always point out, yeah, I'm I'm white too. You know, and I'm not ashamed of it. I, I dealt with it a lot when I was a kid. We talked about my book my bullied past as a kid before on a previous podcast so i got picked on a lot when i was a kid but other than that I, i've always identified with both and i've never outside of elementary school i've never had any issues with it it helps me i, I take advantage of it by using it as an opportunity to criticize both black and white people without fear of being called racist and it's a unique it's a unique set of circumstances because if a person who's just black talks shit about white people, or a person who's just white talks shit about black people, they're gonna get called racist. But if you, it, but with me being mixed, I, I I talk shit about both races. Well, I'm not gonna say talk shit, but I, I'll like criticize both races. I'll tell black people what they're doing wrong without without any kind of filter, and I'll do the same thing with white people. And ain't nobody gonna say shit to me. So I take that as a I take that as a a, a positive opportunity because not everybody can do that. At least not not everybody that I know. Because you can't hop up on Twitter and be like, these white people out here doing this and that. I mean, you can, but people might, you might hear some sort of flack about it. Right, right. I won't. So I look at it as an opportunity to kind of educate almost. When I was younger, I had a hard time identifying. So it's like, I kept telling people, I'm brown. (laughs) Yeah, right, nigga. Like I'm not black, I'm brown, so it's 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 hard growing up when you're younger and you really don't understand. So. I mean, I guess being hey, like, here, the fuck up. Let me see what that roundhouse kick do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess it would be different. Say, you know, what I'm saying if you were like, you know, if you grew up where you know your 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 uh, your mom who was your other side, you know, what I'm saying grew up, you know, what I'm saying maybe I don't know how different that would be. You know, what I'm saying if you were like, you know, and you know her native area. Uh, or versus just being in the city where you know it's actually it'd be totally different if I grew up in Japan, so. right? That that's wild, I, I, and I can't relate at all because both my parents are black or whatever. So you know, it's just uh, it's always interesting. My my best friend is uh, mixed, and he relates so much more to his black side versus you know his white side. But it's not he doesn't ignore his white side, but yeah. he just yeah, there he just he just he just relates more to the black because. Predominantly, his you know his experience has always been you know with the, but he's always experienced those things that you know light skin you know he's had those battles where you know people feel that you know light skins have it better than you know dark skin that 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 fight you know what I'm saying and, and things of that nature and so and I you know and I and I I remember times where you know I witnessed him being teased about you know how he he has it. So called better because of you know him being light skinned and things of that nature, uh, but it's never been nothing, you know, obviously because I'm my both my players are black, I never had to you know deal with, but that's always been a, a struggle, you know, for him or whatever. Yeah. And I can imagine, you know, for, for other you know, um, folks that you know have a 
you know, different parents that, you know, someone say, you know, the whole thing of light skin having it better than, you know. Better how? I never got that. I never got better. Yeah, I used to get better because, uh, with him, you know, we would be out, you know what I'm saying, um, hanging and so forth, and you would have this, this, uh, persona that, you know, uh, light skinned guys would have, you know, better chance of, you know, dating other chicks because of, you know, Oh, that's uh, true. Or different hair. That's true. That's true. We we had a different hair or complexion or things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Because we're we're different. Right, right, right. And then you know, you know, and if a person, you know, if a chick say, you know, we out and the chick, you know, prefers a guy with you know, you know, lighter skin or better hair or things of that nature. You know, that's what happened or whatever. So you know, we've had tons and tons of conversations. About that stuff, like your hair is so so smooth, or your your skin lighter, you know, than the black ass dude you with, or you know, saying shit like that. But you know, it's you know, it was, yeah, I've had tons of those conversations. I never got too much of the the better aspect of it, the because I didn't really see any. I didn't have better hair. Like my hair was still nappy, just like all the rest of the niggas. Like I didn't not <laughs> not to necessarily to the to that degree, but I didn't have quote unquote good hair, and then like. Uh, the only privileges that I ever had from being light skinned is is that time period where like light skinned dudes were in, so it was like easier <laughs> to like like it, it was as far as like women goes, yeah, th- there was that portion of it, but like the that I was a time period, and that was just one aspect. Other than that, I never I, I got way more flat for being light skinned than I had any kind of privileges. I got I didn't even know you were mixed. I just figured you just light skinned. Uh, I, got I had no clue. Too. I got that a lot. I had no clue at all. People ask me that all the time. I was <laughs> you, you look like, 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 I know you. I'm the lightest person here. <laughs> that, that, like, no, but I just figured you're just light. I ain't figured. I mean, you got like. You got a tan right now. Right. So. <laughs> 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 I just figured you were light skinned until we had, you know what I'm saying? You know, at some point you had, you know, said it, but I just, I just assumed you were just light skinned and shit. That's funny because people ask me that all the time and I never got it. They're like, are you light, like, are you, are you mixed? That's why I got, I got, I've heard Are You Mixed more times in my life than anything else. And my response is always like, well, I didn't actually say this. My mental response was, um, are you blind? Of course I'm fucking mixed. What, what the fuck? So I, like, I never understood that. Like, you don't, you don't I didn't have, understand you don't, I mean, the first that like, could be my complexion without being mixed. Like, physical build, face, hair, you don't have the, the mixed look. I, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. I, no, I don't know. I, I, I could be like, I, 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 this, this could be like a random racist comment, but no, you don't have like the, you don't have the mixed look. You just have the light skin look. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, look I don't at, get the difference. I don't know the difference. I don't look at you mixed. I don't get. I don't get the difference. I don't even understand the difference between being mixed versus light skin. I don't. I don't know the difference. I thought it was all the. I. I that's why I, I never understood why I was. No, asked I think you have. I think you have some some mix. Like for instance, for that. You have a mix of you know, I, your your hair. That's not a, a total black hair. His hair is an you know entirely what I mean? distinguishing characteristic. Yeah, so that like, you know, but for for you, no, you have like you have like nigga hair, nigga yeah. facial hair. You know, hair, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, when I, I had hair, when I, before I shaved my hair, yeah, I had nigga. Yeah, hair. you just have you know, you just look you know, and, and like for there, he has like you know, I won't say texture hair that you can you will say man maybe he's mixed because of his texture hair or whatever but yeah my, I, girlfriend's, I, my girlfriend's mixed too and her brothers have like nice hair okay like i mean like like really nice hair like it's better than the average 
mixed guy's hair. Right. So like, yeah, I, I get that. I don't know why mine is like why is like that. I don't know. I, I mean, can't, I mean, I can't it, speak for my hair, but I can. I, as far as my everything else about me, I think it mainly pertains I to think how it may, I look. And I think it just, I think it may just be hair. It could. Be. It could just be hair. You know it what I'm saying? Be. Because. Yeah, I'm because sure we didn't have good hair. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it'd be hair, you know, because because he had, he had like you know wavy, you know, laid down hair type stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you know that that would be the distinguishing feature. Like you know, if if you had like a fro, it would be like you, I I would just say maybe you just like you just light skin, but you're not like you know you don't have a different you know other origins. Your parents probably just you know. Fair skin or whatever, but yeah, I think I think hair has a lot to do with it. I think you know, which is a, a horrible uh, way to judge somebody to see what they it's are. It's not horrible. I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. It's just a, it's just a fact. It's yeah, not, it's fact. But I mean, if we, we're ba- now that I think about it, it's like most of, most of the time it's just based on hair texture. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because you know if if. If you had your hair out, if, if if you grew your hair out, and it was just you know, when I, I you know I thought, nappy and froed, or you know you didn't have you know you didn't have hair where it was a point where it could be in a ponytail or it goes back, it was like maybe just you know lighter skin. And I could never pull that off. Like his hair, I could never pull it off. <laughs> like I had like no, but I thought I could because like when I was like teenage, like I had like. I would like mainly wear my hair like all the other black guys, you know, like a fade, a taper, whatever. And when I was about twenty three ish, maybe, I decided I would grow it out. I'll get braids, wear it long, whatever. And that his hair is what I envisioned. Like I envisioned <laughs> being able to do that. And it man shit. It was people my complexion whose hair looked like his, and I was like, that's a, I, I was like that would be a good look for me. <laughs> no, nigga, no. That shit did not work. It's like my those, shit was mad bushy. Like I couldn't, I couldn't make a ponytail for shit. It's like my those, hair was long as fuck, but it's like I couldn't make a ponytail for nothing. It was like it's like those. those it was mad nappy. Like those pictures, those pictures say what you really want to look like, and then what you really are. And yeah, like, oh, that's not it. <laughs> no, I could not do it. I could not do it, man. I could get it braided, obviously, but like my my. When I grew my hair out, my envision was to have it like his, and it was like it never got to that point. And I got it mad, I got it mad long, and all it did was just like puff out. And it's like if I tried to like pull it back into a ponytail, I couldn't do it. It was just fucking like thick you and like, like bushy. Or anything to nah, dude, I tried everything. Dog, I tried products. I tried like those those blow dryers that had like a comb on them and shit. Yeah. Like I had like a blow dryer with like the comb in it and shit. Like man, I tried everything. Though. I couldn't get shit popping with that. <laughs> and then my next thing was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I cut it all off, and that's how it's been ever since. Yeah, it's funny. What I can say before I actually know you, you told me I just figured you just like lighter skin. I, I didn't think you had any experience at all. I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, I've never you know it. it you have friends, you know, we adults now. You you would never like judge in. I don't want to talk to this person or not because they have you know different parents or anything like that. But you know, it's a lot of people out here that, that you know really thinks like that. It's sad, but I mean they do. You know, so yeah, yeah awful. So to um, move on, let's to kind of circle back to the Mike Brown shit. Let's first talk about what happened. So I haven't been on Twitter that much today. And, again, part of this story is the fact that if you're not on Twitter, you probably have no fucking clue 
the anything happened, which because is sad enough in itself. But. I, yeah, I listen. I, it's like I listen. To, I um I listen to stuff. You know, I, I say listen. Yo, you got another cigar I can buy off you? <laughs> Dude, I had a. I may not. I think I've done them all. Didn't you? That Cohiba. I had three though. That Cohiba. You had quick. I only had two. Yeah. Oh, well, oh you didn't bring another one, you? I brought two. Brought two. Oh well. Anyway, go ahead. Just drink some more. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, have more pickles. Right. Have more pickles. Uh, have more Kessler. Have more. Uh, um. Yeah. Fat tire. And, uh, I don't know if I'm one of them angry orchards, but. Do we have any more angry orchards? Oh, yeah. There's plenty. Oh, we're looking out. Um, and I really need to read the story. Like you know, uh, yesterday I, I really wasn't online on, on Facebook or Twitter much. Uh, I saw it late when I was coming home about the whole Mike Brown thing. Excuse me. And what I read is that initially there was a confrontation with Mike Brown and the cops. He put his hands up. Hey, don't shoot me. He got shot. Two or one or twice, once or twice. I heard twice from the car, and then like a cop was in the car shooting him. Then he got shot up to five to ten more times as he was in the street, and then I heard the same thing. Yeah, and then he was just in the street for like three or four hours without being covered or nothing, just in the street until they you know they did something. So then I heard uh, another story talking about how. Um, he had a scuffle in the car, in the police car. I don't know how he got out the car, but then he was shot. Um, I heard another story about how he may have stole something from someplace, which started all this, which is, I don't know, I felt like it was a reason to even be shot. Like, why the fuck that, you know, it should even bring it up. If, whatever the case, he was in custody, there's no reason for you to be shot. But whatever the case. So, I heard that part too. So, all of these still don't give me a reason, like, why the fuck was he shot? He never had a gun. He never, you know, he never, you know, gave reason to be, you know, shot. Like, why the fuck would, you know, none of this makes sense to me. And it still doesn't make sense to me. Um, So, that's all I've really heard. There's... I mean, I don't know. I don't have much for it. I just don't. I don't see. There's no reason why you kill a a, a teenager, uh, you know, for uh, putting his hands up and telling you, "I don't want to be shot." Chill. Um, I don't have any weapons. Your hands up should be a motion for not. Don't shoot me. At that point, <laughs> you know, you say, "My hands are up." Whatever police protocol you have to, you know. Put yourself in a situation where you're going to be arrested, whether that means put your hand behind your back, put your hands on the ground, whatever the case. There's nothing from that that shows me that you should be shot ten times. Even if he previously had a gun, if his hands are up, he's already dropped it and it's already over. He has nothing. He has nothing. So there's nothing from that that tells me that he should have been shot or whatever. I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about how they try to paint the black the black victim in a negative light. Because you said initially you heard he got shot. Then you heard that there was a scuffle. And then you heard that he stole something. And it's like, it's the same thing that happened with Trayvon. It's like, first we heard that Trayvon got shot by, you know, George Zimmerman. 
Then we heard that there was a fight. Then we heard that he was winning the fight. Then, then we heard that Trayvon is a victim. And like, then we heard that Trayvon picked up a cement block that he was standing on and fucking smacked Zimmerman. Right. So it's like, you know, you hear all this shit and they just don't totally fucking understand. And now this is a totally different story because, it's, you know, the police involved and you they already give, you know, a certain, you know, leverage to the police because the police are who they are. And so you assume that, you know, they're doing the right thing. But it's not that you just you you killed another black kid, and now it's like you know when you know when Trayvon when Trayvon was murdered, I had this conversation in my head thinking like man, how do I tell my nephew to like look less threatening to just people, not just police, just people. You know, you go into the store. You know, my nephew walks to the gas station a block away from him sometimes, and I'm assuming he usually goes my, my with my um my brother. Or the kids on the block. So it's now it's like you go into the gas station and you see someone who, you know, may be looking at you a certain way. And if they're a white guy or anybody that has some kind of form of, you know, a gun or influence or something, you got to look like you're not, you know, violent or anything like that. Now it's like if it's the police, you can't put your hands up anymore because that's going to, you know, invoke some kind of violence and you know, unfortunately for some, they're going to get killed. Yeah, it, it's what I was saying earlier about how um, you have to how you have to explain to your kids about how to deal with police. It's kind of the same thing. Like, how do you explain to your kid about not looking a way to where they might shoot you? But you can't for in that situation, and, and, and hopefully more stuff comes out, but in that situation, how do you if you put your hands up, that is the ultimate show, show, showing of I, I have nothing to, to, to harm you with. It's waving the white flag. Yeah, so if I put my hands up and you still shoot me, how does that, you know, you can't teach a kid that. Yeah. that I mean, you're basically teaching the kids that whenever you see the police, you're dead. <laughs> no, that's just it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can't, like, it's nothing you can say, like, you know, if you see the police and you have something in your hand... Drop it or they're gonna shoot you. Whether it's a wallet, whether it's a bottle, whether it's Skittles, whether it's the iced tea, you know, you can almost, if hypothetically, you could teach that. If I'm walking and I have my phone in my hand, drop your phone or you will get shot. Whether that's that's still fucked up, but just use that example. Right. You walk in the store and or walking down the street and you see the police or you see someone else with a gun and you have your phone, drop your phone or you will get shot. Whether it's fucked up or not, let's just say, for instance, we go teach that. So. You do that. But if you walk in and you have shit in your hand and you're doing anything, whether you're wrong or right, because, you know, we have these, you know, you know, these laws or whatever. So you, you go to the store, you steal something, you're going to get persecuted by the law. So if you go in the store and you steal whatever the case, steal a loaf of bread, you get out, they're going to arrest you, you're going to do your time, whatever the case, whatever the case. You're still, that's, that, that, doesn't, that, that's, that doesn't mean you should be shot, though. You know, that doesn't mean you should be killed. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, if the police come to you and you don't have anything in your hands and you put, you, you show that, you know, I, I surrender to you and you get shot, you can't teach that, though. Yeah. You can say, like, hey, if you got something, drop it. But you can't say, hey, you know, you don't have anything, you still might get shot anyway. So At you, that point, you can't I mean... Really, there's nothing you can really say about, say about that. And that's just like, you know, it, it kind of like the Eric Garner case. Have you heard of the Eric Garner case? 
Okay, Eric Garner case was in uh, New York. New York, where I think he had broken up some kind of altercation. It's a uh, he's a bigger guy. He was probably like a six foot two, three and a he pound was built guy. Like a linebacker. Yeah, he was a big guy, and I think he had broken up some kind of altercation. I don't know the exact the exact story, but he's you know he's talking to the police, judging the police, and I don't know be, be him being animated or whatever. The police want to subdue, subdue him. That's so, how you about to say seduce him. No, not seduce, no. Hopefully not. Hey, dog, you being mad sexy right now. You got to chill <laughs> right, out, cuz. Right. Hopefully not that. <laughs> you got to chill out, son. So they <laughs> they subdue him. They put him in the chokehold. You know, he you know he pleads for them to let him go because he's an asthmatic. You know, he can't breathe. D- uh, police officer end up choking him. He ends up dying. This is like... Maybe it's like last two, week, two three weeks ago. Maybe I don't yeah. think it was that far, but maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, one to two weeks. Two weeks ago, he dies. Now there is, uh, you know, laws within you know policing about choking, and especially in New York, you can't choke out a person. That's just you know, um, and so that happened to him. So that was just recently, and then we have this case. But I don't know, I. I, I don't even know how you even, you know, go from here. You know, you have a case like that where, you know, police apprehend. And the case is still going on. The, uh, the officer who actually did the choking, he's on administrative leave. They just said that the uh, officer who shot Mike Brown is on administrative leave. Paid. All these fucking things are paid. Like, you can choke out a fucking person. You can shoot a person. And then you just leave paid while they figure this shit out. Yeah. I'm trying to figure what's different between now and like some years ago because I was kind of in the same situation. It's totally my fault. I'm 17 years old, got a brand new Mustang. I'm speed. I'm going like 140 miles an hour down south of the freeway. Shit. I didn't see the cops around me. <laughs> you or chasing you probably went the whole Southfield freeway yeah, in like 10 so, minutes going Right, right. So I, I, <laughs> the whole time I'm speeding, I'm, I, I might have went like 7 miles. By the time they finally caught up to me, it's like 11 cop cars that surrounded me. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I threw my hands up out the window, and they all had their guns pointed at me. You know, if that would have happened today, they probably would have shot me. Yeah, yeah, they they would have been shot shot. I had had my hands up in the air like, whoa, whoa, I'm sorry, I give up. Yeah, I, I, I saw an interesting tweet too, like, and this tweet probably bothered me more than probably any tweet I've seen with any of these situations. It's from a dude. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw his Twitter name out there because black Twitter has got niggas out the paint for far less than this shit. And I just, I really wanted black Twitter to just like put this dude's whole business out there and just get him out of here completely. But his name is um, at Carlisle underscore. That's C-A-R-L-Y-L-E underscore. He must have did something like you just spelled his name out. Yeah, too. I want to make sure people know. <laughs> and this is a this looks like a black dude. Um, his tweet said, "The scene photos show Mike Brown's body laying there with his pants still sagging. I don't feel sorry one bit." Are you serious? Uh, hey, it's a screenshot, sir. This, this is not something that I saw somebody else tweet. I saw it. Then I went to his profile, and I saw the tweets and I screenshot them. And then he posted a picture of Mike Brown slumped in the street. And then he said, for somebody to have the mentality to walk around with their butt exposed like that, you have to treat that person like a madman. So this is a black dude saying basically that the fact that Mike 
I'm not gonna say the fact. The idea that Mike Brown's pants were sagging put him in a situation where he could have got shot by police. And the 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 crazy thing about it is like when you look at the picture, Mike Brown's kind of slumped. Like, okay, like you know how like uh, I don't know what race of people it is to pray like this, but is that like that race of people who kind of like get down on their knees and they pray with like their hands on the ground. Mm-hmm. And like their knees are down. It's I think it's like a Buddhist thing, maybe or something like that. He's kind of slumped in that position. And the crazy thing about that is like I don't sag. I wear my pants at my waist. Nine times out of ten, I got a belt on. But my pants are not tight enough that I, I'm if I'm bent fully over in that like praying position where my face is to the ground, that my pants are still gonna be in my waist. Like they're gonna come down a little bit. If I've been shot ten times, they might come down a little bit more. But the crazy thing about it is, like, despite that fact, even if he was sagging, so the fuck what? Like, I'm not even a proponent of sagging. I think we need to chill that shit out anyway. But the fact that he looked at that and was like, oh, he was sagging, I don't even feel sorry for that motherfucker. Like, really? I always wonder if people post shit like that. Like, do you really want attention to you? Or, you, or like, what's your purpose? I feel like part of me feels like he was trolling, but part of me feels like he really believes that. And, like... Damn. Part of it is like I kind of feel like, well, yeah, you know, we we do have to do what we can do to make sure that we don't invite uh, any kind of ill will from the police or whatever. But at the same time, you can't look in retrospect. Well, that's that a man having been shot and be like, oh, well, his pants were sagging. Like that's like totally beyond the fact, though. That's like you know, it is so irrelevant. That's like it, <sighs> you know, it's a stereotype though. Because honestly, me myself, I hate pants sagging. Yeah, I, I feel you. Same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't judge that person on that, but I hate seeing it. It's definitely not a reason to get shot and killed, though. No, no, definitely. Yeah, and, and you can't even look at... Okay, I highly doubt the police were like, hey, his pants are sagging, let's shoot him. But even to look back in retrospect and say, like, see him slumped over like that and be like, well, his pants were sagging. For one, you don't know his pants were sagging. They might not have been sagging. That just might be how they ended up after he got shot ten times and he slumped over, you know, in the fetal position with his face on the ground. But the crazy part is you've looked over so many things to say his pants are sagging. You looked at the fact that he just got shot ten times, though. There, yeah. it, it's nothing about his appearance that would, you know, garner me to even question why why his apparel is different, why he's laying on the ground ten times shot dead. Yeah. There's nothing that I can think about to say, damn. He shouldn't have had that on, or he shouldn't have been doing that. He shouldn't. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't look at somebody being shot ten times and be like, he shouldn't have been wearing that. And like, so for for anybody to tweet that was troubling. Before a black dude to tweet that, I would feel like you should know what we got to deal with right now. Like we we're already behind the eight ball when it comes to this sort of thing. So I feel like he should know that. So for him to tweet like, I don't feel sorry for him because his pants are sagging. Like it's one thing to be a proponent of. Wearing your pants at your waist. We get that. A lot of us are like that. But to take it that far as to say, like, somebody got shot and I don't care because his pants are sagging. Like, that's... That, well, that's just like the... Uh, how do you this, sleep at night do being you, such a bitch? Did you, uh... Are you familiar with the For Harriet uh, webpage? Nah. 
It was a four hair red hair is like a feminist. I, well, I shouldn't say that. Let me not do it because somebody's gonna probably correct me later on. Yeah, but it was a uh, that problem. It's it's a page called a uh, website called for fourharriet.com. And when Eric Garner got uh, killed, one of the people on the site did a uh, um, article saying why I can't support Eric Gardner, and it was talking, I know that article. Yeah, that art that article was talking about how. Um, basically women are not, you know, uh, a priority, um, with black men. So she, that she couldn't support the fact that people were protesting against that. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to protest because people don't get like this when, when women are, are wrong. It was fucking apples and oranges. No one, you know, exactly. Yeah. So I, I felt like, you know, and then it's like, you know, with Twitter, you know, a lot of social media, a lot of people, you know, go against the norms just to get attention, so yeah. some of that stuff. I, but you know, the blackmail, you can't possibly you know go against. So because that's you, you, that's you. You know, I you know I've been that kid. You know, you know that same age of you know Mike Brown or you know Trayvon Martin or any of these other. You know, I've been drunk. I've been you know what I'm saying I've been to Renisha Robert. I've been drunk. You know what I'm saying I'll you know I. I never, you know, with someone's house, but you know, I've been underage, you know, drinking. I'll, you know, I've been, you know, the the kid walking to the store, you know, what I'm saying I've been, you know, all these other kids. So, you know, especially as a, you know, a, a urban child, you you've been to all these stuff. You just, you know, we've been lucky. We we, and what's great is that we could even say that we've been lucky that we ain't been killed. <laughs> right. by cops. Yeah. The fact <laughs> that we even say that, like, damn, we've been lucky. Because that's I mean? not a black yes, thing. That like like going to the store drunk or. Walking around drunk. That's not a black thing. White people do that shit too. So the fact that we feel like we were lucky to have done the same shit that Trayvon did. Or the same shit that Eric Gardner did. Or the same shit that Mike Brown did. And we lived to tell about it. The fact that we have to say that that's lucky is sad. Because it's mad white folks who've done, who do the same shit. All races, do, all races get drunk and walk around places. Or, you know, whatever. And they, they, don't think, they don't think, who, I'm lucky that I didn't die today. Like... You don't have to think that, well, but I have to, I have to think that now. Like, well, well, that's, that's, well, that's, that's a good thing I didn't get shot by well, the police. Well, that's the precedent is setting, though. It's like, you know, if we're out and about and we get fucked up and, you know, please come up, we got to, you know, look down at our feet and, you know, wait till they do whatever they do and not, you know, you know, even if they're doing wrong, we can't, you know, protest against them and say, hey, you know, you, you're, you, you want to search my car, you know what I'm saying, without, you know, cause or you want to tell me to do all these other things. You can't because you fuck around and die. You know, uh, what was the guy from uh, New York? Uh, they got shot. He put out his wallet. No, uh, no. Um, this was years ago. Um, shit. This always happens to me that, you know, we're on a podcast and I do this and somebody corrects me like a day, days <laughs> later and shit. Well, um, they have time to Google. They're not correcting you live, so. Right. Uh but the guy in New York, you know, he pulled out his wallet and got shot uh, 30, 40 times or, you know, uh, shit like that. You know, we, it's, damn, I'm searching. You can continue, but I'm trying to search for names. Oh, yeah, it's not that, not that big a deal. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so bad, like, the fact that we're just getting shot like this. And then the, the part that bothers me the most is, is the way it's presented. Like I said earlier about how. When the black victim gets killed, it's like, let's find a way to make it look like he had it coming. Let's paint him as a criminal. But then when the white guy goes and does all the shooting and kills all these people, 
let's make let's justify why he did it. Let's talk about his let's try to paint him as a victim. Let's point out his mental illness and let's talk about the music that he was listening to or how he got bullied or let's try to create sympathy for the white killer and let's try to create animosity toward the black victim. And like that that shit is sickening right now. And that I, was don't, I don't Di- even get how this shit is happening. That was Amadou Diallo. What? Is that a rap lyric just now? What? what? <laughs> no, that was in uh, 99. Amadou Diallo. Uh, do what? Amadou <laughs> Diallo. I will say this, though. Times now is different from back then. So, with social media, the news is getting out so much faster. They don't have all the information. So they're just trying to make up stuff now. Versus back then, where... They had time to get all the facts and then get the news out. Yeah, there is a race to be the first right yeah. now. Which, which is sad, yeah. but in, I think in a plus, it's, it's good that a lot of times, you know, a lot of stuff we wouldn't even hear about for days, but now we can hear about it, which and, and which ties into hopefully you have good sources that you, you, you hear news is good. Like, I, man, I remember when uh, when Michael Jackson died. I Man, I remember, yes, I got home from work. I had fell asleep on my couch and I woke up and I got on the internet and TMZ ever started they reported that Michael Jackson died and I'm like who the fuck is TMZ and <laughs> like MJ you, you know you had those, those stars they don't die you know what I mean they just you know people just don't die and they reported he died and I was just like what the fuck like and it wasn't on Facebook you know what I'm saying it wasn't you know nobody I knew knew about it but it was like in a matter of like Hours, I was able to find out from like Twitter that Michael Jackson died. You know what I mean? So it's like I, in a in one, you know, since I feel that you know the media has gotten to the point where you can find us a quicker. But in, in one sense, like I said, I agree. The sources you don't, you know, if you don't, there's so many sources just putting out stuff or whatever that you know people are you know doing whatever you. It's hard to trust stuff, you know, what's going on or, you know. But now it's like, you know, you could, you could search a bunch of stuff. If somebody say randomly, MJ died, Michael Jackson died, you should be able to go to stuff like NBC or CNN or, uh, you know, any of these other so-called reputable sources to say, all right, this person has died or something like this has happened. You know, when, you know, Mike Brown was killed. You know all these. Uh, you, you even though you know they fucked up stuff. You know NBC, uh, Associated Press, all those stuff. You know certain sources. But it's funny you didn't see stuff on stuff like a Facebook because they're not as fast. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think there's a. I almost feel there's a conscious delay in recording that type of shit. Because like I said, I, I feel like they do. They make so much effort in finding a way to to paint these victims in a negative light that like you could. It theoretically could all come out at once, but I feel like the, there's an intentional intentional delay because it's crazy to me how slow these sorts of how long these sorts of things play out and how all this information comes out in bits and pieces and it's almost always in a way where they present that the black victim is like yeah well we found out to, we found out several hours later that he gave that cop the middle finger or you you know. He was pissing somewhere or whatever, you know. It's it's well, it's funny, but the Mike Brown case right now they trying to. Uh, I saw a, I saw a tweet. It was talking about. I guess well, it's only going to get worse. It was a well, well today they've been looting all day, uh, you know. So it's like it's already getting worse. They had a uh, speaking one, of that, 
that uh, there was that one tweet that NBC News put out saying that they started chanting "Kill the police," and there was a dude who said he was there, and he retweeted that and was like, "I'm here right now," and nobody chanted that shit. And I was like, "It's a video," and I haven't seen it yet, but it's a video that they was they was uh, chanting, uh, "No justice, no peace." But the news outlets was uh, was posting and they put kill the police. It's ridiculous. So it's like nobody verified it. No one looked to the vi- actual video that shows it says no justice, no peace. But news, I, I think it was NBC something that that it posted that. Yeah, you know NBC News. Yeah, and then they had a. It's funny they had a picture where they had it's the same ones that posted the picture of him looking like a thug. Yeah, like hey, look at this thug nigga who got shot, and now. All the niggas in his neighborhood are talking about kill the police, and it's it's done to drum up support for the police. They had like, a, they, like they're justified in killing an unarmed teenager for no reason. They had a picture. Did you, I don't know if y'all seen it. They had a picture where you know all of the protesters had their hands up as like a protest, mm-hmm. and they had fucking police with like dogs. It looked like the riots of like you know sixties or some shit. They had like fucking big ass dogs. You know what I'm saying? Trying to, you know, and then I, I read some earlier where they were saying it was some shots fired down there from the police. So I don't know, you know. Again, the whole thing we try to, you know, verify sources, but we, we I don't even know. I'm, I'm so like, you know, it's just so frustrating. It's like you can't even really. There's no point that can be made that hasn't already been made with the countless other pointless shootings of kids, black kids, for no reason. And we like we've been having this conversation, not you and I, but the community as a whole. It's like black folks as a whole have been having this conversation so much lately about how there are no fucks given toward these young black lives, and how it's just like we're just gonna fucking kill them, and we're gonna find a way out of it, and no one's gonna give a shit. And it's just, it's nothing we can really, it's nothing we can say that we haven't already said, and there's little that we can do. Because, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there are extreme things that we can do. But, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to get out here and tweet like, you know what, we just stand up for these police. Let's start getting in their face and let's start doing this and that. It's not going to work out. That's a fucking death wish. You right, yeah, it's a, good way for us to end up, yeah, it's a good way for us to end up dead and then they can legitimize it with facts. Like, yeah, well, these black people did this. And then, like, they're, they'll be factually correct. Like, there's nothing we can really do. And it's a sad set of circumstances. But that's how it is right now, and I don't know, man. I'm, I'm I'm over it, and my only solution right now is like I don't know to go somewhere else, like find somewhere that's safe or not racist, and take my son there. Like I can't. I know one thing: he ain't gonna grow up in this motherfucker. <laughs> like he ain't, I'm not gonna have my son grow up in fucking Detroit. I barely want him to grow up in any of these fucking suburbs. I mean, as long as, your, long as your son is, you know, a dark complexion or, you know, black, you know, he's going to have these issues. And I, I had these issues. He's so way I, darker than me. <laughs> and, I, and I think about all the time with my nephew, like, you know, like I say, when, you know, I, I reiterate when I saw, you know, Javon thinking like, man, I got to tell my nephew to like, you know, look less threatening, don't wear hoods, you know, wear bright clothes. Yeah, you know, do do all this shit, you know, it's like, why the fuck I had to tell him not to wear, he's a fucking 10 year old, why would the hell to tell him, you know, not to wear a certain color or wear a certain hood or, you know, if you see a white guy, you know, don't, you know, 
don't look threatening, you know what I'm saying? But, or, you know. smile at these white Yeah, hands. smile and so <laughs> say yes, sir. And, you know, it's right. like. Why the fuck is a kid? Do you have to go through all this shit? <laughs> do a nice little Deion Sanders celebration right, you know, in the end zone a, dance. Do a shaking jig. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's stupid, man. What, what don't eat chicken around them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it, man. I, I just I just want my, you know, our, you know, the kids that we have, you know, from nephews to, you know, actually kids and stuff. Just want to grow up and not have to worry about shit like that, man. We have enough problems, you know. Yeah, Why? it's like we already had to worry about each other. Because, like, black folks killing black folks for no fucking reason. Like, that's shitty enough as it is. I don't like that either, the whole idea. Like, oh, y'all care when black folks kill... Y'all care when white folks kill... Y'all care when black folks kill each other. And that's another story, too, because, like, you know... We ain't got time to talk about that. Yeah, we... (laughs) That's a whole other podcast, Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But, you know, it's... it's, You have people to say, well, what about all the black people killed? Yeah, that happens, too. But, one, it's not the topic. But two, it's like that. It happens, you know. So it's like, how do you know? How do you that? Yeah, it's a whole nother. That's like volumes of topics and stuff to talk about. I mean, I'm 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 no less, you know, uh, happy about you know our, our own killing each other. But that's a it, the bottom line of that is that's a lie. There's not there's not you can't sit there and say that we care when white people kill us, but we don't care when black people kill us. Just look at the shit in Chicago. There's not like we're nobody's. People are overlooking that shit. We care about that shit too. It's just, I think the difference is that with gang violence and shit like that, or or whatever happens, black on black crime. It's almost kind of like I think maybe people look at it as like kind of like a charge to the game type shit. It's like that's kind of what we're used to. It's what happens, and again, it's not right, but I think that's. We're just used to that, and we need to we need to nip that shit in the bud too. We need to handle that. But I mean, it's, it's kind of like it feel, it feels different when it's somebody else. It's kind of like it's okay. It's kind of like when like if you got a group of friends, right? And say it's like four guys, and in that in that group, there's that one guy who everybody fucks with. So it's like you. You you know you you make jokes on your friend you fuck with him you talk shit about him he's like the butt of all your jokes and you just fuck with him and he's 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 just the butt of the joke. But if somebody else outside your crew comes in and talks shit to that guy, you're like, hey, fuck you. This is our boy. You don't talk to our boy like that. Who the fuck you think you are? Well, that's like it's kind of uh, like the same thing. It's like, like uh, I think uh, it's the same mentality. Like it's like okay, it's not like we are okay with killing, you know, with killing each other. But it's almost kind of like. You look at this outside person coming in. It's like, hey, who the fuck are you? You're not gonna come in and fuck us up, you know. Well, that's like it's uh, not... you remember in the wire with a uh, what's a shitty dude, uh, uh, the the kid in the wire that was uh, um, he didn't shower any of that shit. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, Dookie. Dookie. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? They they clown on him, but no one else could clown on him. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's kind of situation like that. Yeah, and it's not justified at all. I'm not justifying at all, but I think that's, I think it's the same train of thought. I think that's why there's more outrage toward white folks killing black folks than it is toward black folks killing black. But, folks. but no matter what you say, it, it shouldn't be that way for cops, though. I mean, we, you know, saying we, you know, we look at police to protect and serve everybody, not just you know. Middle-aged white people, or you know, right. saying you know, old people, or you know, 
young Asian people or, you know, whatever case. It should protect everybody. So when police start killing the people they're supposed to protect, that's the issue no matter what. You know, right. whether, you know, black-on-black black crime is the thing. You know what I'm saying? The police, you, sh- you should always be looking at police and say, you know, they're going to save us, not... I gotta put my hands up, or I gotta do anything else because they're gonna take us out. They should always be able to protect us, you know, no right. matter who we are. Yeah. And that's been the huge problem. Fuck that. Yeah. So, so on that note, I think we should go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, we, we're about an hour and a half in, so I think we should go ahead and sign up, sign off. Yeah, we are. Like, I try to get get my little my little winks of sleep tonight. My little sleep that I sacrificed so that y'all can have a podcast on Monday. Well, thanks, DJ Dick, for sticking around. And, uh, yeah, that thanks for uh, all the people who have been listening lately and downloading and all the crazy support we've got lately. We appreciate it. It's been a good look. All right, well, peace out. Peace out. Later.